0: Back to Keeping It Candid, a pop culture podcast by me, Millie Cotton, and usually Sophie Milner, who is away. At the moment, so I'm just recording by myself for a few weeks, but I've got some really exciting guests coming up, Um, and the first of which is Richard Quinn, who I sat with today, and me being me, I didn't record any actual proper intro, we just sort of jumped in because I've not seen him for a while. So yeah and I just we got a little bit caught up in just having our own chat that we didn't record but yeah no it doesn't matter I guess but um as a brief introduction to Richard Quinn Richard is a oh, an incredible designer he's he's young and fresh and everyone is so excited about him but for a bit of background um Richard launched his namesake label in 2016 after graduating with a fashion MA from Central St. Martins, and his MA collection was photographed by none other than Jürgen Teller, and it also won H&M's Design Award, and then was able to open his studio, but we talk about that in the podcast. Um, in 2017, Richard was awarded full New Gen sponsorship, which enabled him to show at London Fashion Week. And then skip forward to February 2018, and none other than the Queen is sitting front row next to Anna Winter at Richard's Autumn Winter 2018 show. Like, absolutely wild. And then at the end, she awarded him with the Queen Elizabeth II Award for British Design, which is a new award. And not only is it a new award, it's the first time the Queen has ever sat and watched a commercial fashion show. And so, you know, that garnered some attention, and then later that year, um, Amal Clooney wore his dress, and we talk about that, and you know, the Met Gala, and he attended the Met Gala this year, and dressed crazy, can. and it's just this incredible journey that he's been on, and I feel incredibly privileged to have had him on the podcast today. And um, the sound is a bit hit and miss because we did record in Richard's studio, but yeah, I mean, it's our first male on the podcast and I hope you enjoy it because he's a really special one. So thank you for listening and um, yeah, enjoy. Yay, we got lift up. <laughs> H&M was your first sort of like big break essentially, right? Yeah. So you got the h m award when you finished uni.
1: Yeah, so I finished St. Martin's MA. Yeah. And then I did the HM award where lots of different designers go in for it and you kind of get whittled down and then won that. And then as part of that, you get like a capsule collection. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a cash prize. Then that's how yeah. I open my studio. A
0: cash prize is pretty decent. I yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially hey, if his- a student to
0: that. Yeah, this inje- injection of cash where you can now go and do all these things that you want to do so was that like a big being able to open your own studio what did that mean then
1: knew I wanted to do my own print studio um but and have my women's wear label but Mm. then to have a studio in London is super expensive so having that cash prize actually allowed me pretty much overnight to have my vision which was where I'd have a print service for other people and then I would have my own women's wear line running alongside it. Yeah,
0: amazing.
1: So, yeah, it just kind of made sense to me to have a space where I can print and then yeah. utilise that into like a business where I can make, have like a revenue stream from that as well.
0: That's so clever. I feel like it's like a business within a business, right? So,
1: yeah. Because yeah. rent is really expensive, but I just knew... There's a lot of time between, obviously it's really busy now, but yeah. when you first start off and you're doing your initial sales, there's a lot of time between showing your collection and the next collection. And I just thought it'd be really great just to have like a continual running studio amongst that. So a business yeah. within a business. I think that's kind of why the BFC and Samoa and all these people liked it, because it's quite just get on with it, make do. and yeah. As well as offering like an affordable service. Yeah.
0: So if we, again, go... Oh.
1: <laughs> Never stop, Samoa.
0: <laughs> if we go back to your BA so you studied at St Martin's didn't you Yeah and that's where we met where yeah in student together. We were in we, student, we yeah. student halls together and, and then we bonded over yeah and we bonded over garage music which I think is oh,
1: Yeah, still a nice. fan
0: I still play garage music like out when I'm DJing so Yeah yeah yeah, yeah and I think of you yeah. <laughs> and sitting drinking vodka on Jamie's floor but um yeah <laughs> no so your BA how did you find it because I mean I've heard so many things about you know a fashion BA it's like stressful yeah really high pressure very competitive
1: yeah I think especially at something like everything is quite competitive mm. but I just was in an environment where I liked what I was doing and I, I in a way I quite kind of thrived with the competitive nature of it um and I actually got on with my teachers quite well it wasn't yeah. like a, obviously you have like bad days and stuff like that but in comparison to doing, like, a law degree, where you'd have to sit down, write notes, do essays. It was almost like you knew what you were in for. Like, you weren't waiting on results to come out and being nervous and things like that. So I just really enjoyed it. And there's like, a massive print room there. Yeah. And I think I got on well there because I enjoyed it and I actually, like, liked my teachers. I don't think there was any kind of, like, animosity anywhere.
0: I don't know if it's the same. I feel like with some industries, there are people who go into the industry and they go in it for the glamour of it or, you know, the... The rewards rather than yeah. actually enjoying the industry and enjoying what they're doing.
1: No, definitely. But I think when we started, there was like 50 on my course and we graduated with 12 in my pathway.
0: Oh my God. So I think they
1: kind of get whittled out amongst that's them. That's
0: a huge dropout rate. Yeah. Oh, that's so high.
1: Don't make the cut.
0: <laughs> so what, people got kicked off? Or
1: or they just they like decide to leave or they do redo a year or
0: yeah,
1: do another year in industry, but it just keeps on getting whittled down, so... But I kind of preferred that.
0: Mm. I mean, yes, well, of course, it's much easier.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And you interned at Dior, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I interned at Dior when Raph was there, Mm -hmm. just after his couture collection, so his first ready-to-wear. And then at Savile Row... Richard James, and then, like, different, smaller, young London designers.
0: Yeah, how was Dior? What did you... I feel like that collection was insane, that his first couture collection. Yes, yeah, so I... The one with all the flowers.
1: Yeah, so I just arrived after that. Yeah. But um, it felt, at the time, that was, like, the newest thing going on, and it kind of fell into my lap in a way, because they came to interview at St Martin's, and I, on the off chance, just went home and got my portfolio. So I used to live near this, so then I ran home, got a portfolio, showed it. And like, yeah, you're on board. Come. And I was like,
0: so you didn't even prepare for it. You just sort of like, no, because I always
1: have my portfolio pretty much up to date yeah. anyway. But um, yeah, so I went straight out there. But I really enjoyed it. I think Paris is a city. Now, on reflection, when I go back each season for showrooms, I really enjoy. But at the time, I didn't enjoy that side of it. But the studio is more of like a refuge. Like every day, I'd go there and be really happy to stay really late. Because then, I mean I wouldn't have to be outside in Paris, basically. But yeah, no, it was really good, and I learned a lot. And it's the first time I was in the context of like really famous models and yeah. it, real like fashion moment kind of happening. Kind of like that's what I'd watch on like Sky Fashion Channel and all that kind of stuff. And then you see all these like amazing models. And it was just weird, like nice to see how it went from like Galliano to RAF mm. and like the way they researched and fabrics and yeah, it was really good. And the pace of it was really good. I remember helping lay out archive rose prints and then three or four days later, they arrived from Italy, like woven into the fabric as jacquards. I was like, this is pretty incredible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was like a good experience. I really enjoyed it. But then after that collection, they offered me a contract to stay, but then I came back to London.
0: Oh, so you came back to do your MA.
1: No, so right? a contract. They just extended my internship. So I was okay. only planning on going in like three, four months. And they're like, no, come for a bit more. But then I was like, no, I'm going to go back to London. Um, and then that's when I went to Settle Row.
0: You turned down Dior.
1: <laughs> internship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what was Settle Row like? Like very different, I imagine.
1: Yeah, really different. I started in the bespoke team. And that was... I think it's because I came from dual where everything was really fast-paced and you were asked to do a bit of everything, like include, including like looking at archive stuff, getting stuff from the archive, but then also getting lunch. So that was like a, I really liked that kind of mix of activities you had to do. Whereas at Savro, when I first went there, it was like I was sitting shadowing like a bespoke tailor, basically. So it wasn't really for me. It was like yeah. doing a pocket over and over again. And like the idea was that I was going to make myself a bespoke suit for the year. The rest of the year that I was there, I thought this really isn't for me. But then there's another side to the business where they were doing like really creative stuff for like Elton John and like the actual show that they have at Fashion Weeks. Then I moved to the creative team. Nice. I was doing more fun projects, I think.
0: And then you went and did your MA. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so I did like two years, year out, and then did my final year BA. And then did my MA straight after that, so yeah. I went straight from BA to MA.
0: Yeah, how was your your fashion MA at St Martin's?
1: Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Again, I think I like to think I'm pretty much on the level, and their attitude was like zero bullshit about everything. And so was mine. Mm. Um, I then got like a, I got a scholarship from Stella McCartney to do it, so there was no real pressure money wise. So, yeah, I think I just really enjoyed it. And I think it's a time when you just make your work more sophisticated. And then I think that's the springboard to where you have to really think about what... If I do have a... Like, I always did want a brand. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. But that's when you start to think, what shops do I want to be in? What's my MA show going to look like?
0: Yeah. So were you ever worried when you applied for H&M that that would then impact your future brand? Because obviously H&M is high street and what you do is Mm. so luxury fashion.
1: I personally love product. Yeah. And... I think H&M as a store is really good because they do they've done like collaborations with Margiela and yeah. all these different people, even like the one that's just come out now. Looks pretty incredible with Gambista Valley.
0: Oh, it's amazing, is it? Yeah. Did you see anyone in Cam wearing it?
1: Yes, yeah, so I saw Kendall Jenner and yeah. that kind of like click. Um yeah, no, I I always liked it, did have that kind of fashion pillar to it, but also there's I find it quite odd when you get like a student who's graduated from like St. Martin's and they're being a snob about stuff. Mm. I think sometimes you have to be quite objective about it and be like, this is a really good competition, I could get X amount of money, that's going to springboard me into this. I don't think you could ever be, like, tainted from doing that.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And it is pretty incredible to think that your collection would then be in stores and people would be buying it.
0: Your collection sold out, didn't it? Yeah, Yeah.
1: really quickly. But I think that was, like, the best thing. Like, I went back to St. Martin's to see my teacher and, like, people were wearing it around. So I think in terms of, like... How it was made was really nice. I got to go out to China for it, just to see, like, the process. Cause it's all, like, ethical processes now. Yeah. So it was, like, really good to see that side of it. But, um, yeah, I like doing collaborations when they're, like, mutually beneficial. I'm sure you understand that as well. Yeah, yeah, It's course. nice when there's, like, mutual interest and mutual benefit. And, obviously, if I was a snob about it, you would then be, like, it's more, again, it was, like, a business decision as well. It was, mm-hmm. like, this is quite, it in black and white, it's quite transactional as well. But it just so happened, it was a really great company to work with.
0: Yeah. And then, so from there, it was off schedule your first fashion week. Yeah. Show, so wasn't was, it wasn't with Liberty.
1: Yeah, because with the new gen one to watch, you get yeah. like a space. Whereas I found that difficult to think you'd be making clothes and doing fittings and all these different things and they'd be on a rail. I thought it's kind of pointless. So I kind of wanted to do my own show, but obviously it's super expensive. Just so happens that Liberty contacted me because I used I reinterpreted one of their archive prints, for my MA. Yeah. And then the head of bags and accessories, James, he used to be on the MA at St Martin's. and he was contacting trying to try and do a collaboration.
0: Yeah.
1: So I went up to the store and was like, okay guys, bear with me. I'm gonna do my show here. Yeah. And we'll do like a collaboration. And that's kind of where like my wallet came out of all these different ones that look like this. Like, lots of flower, subpoena yeah.
0: leather. So let's talk about The Queen, because you were the first ever designer who The Queen attended a commercial fashion show for. Yeah. That was a, like, that's a huge deal.
1: Yeah, it was intense.
0: Intense how?
1: It was our first show on schedule. Yeah. Um, most looks I've ever done. Um, and I was only drip-fed information about the event, so it was kind of building and building up, and then... I think it was like a week or so before I was told. And then that's when I was like, okay, this is...
0: You were told that she was attending, but you weren't told that you were going to win an award from her.
1: No, I was or told like told... the full shebang. Okay. Quite near to the event. Um But in the weeks before I'd been invited to the BFC. Yeah. And I thought it was more just like a general chat of like, are you ready for this show? Because... I think Liberty, to then like a full show on schedule. Mm. I think I was making sure I was on track if I needed anything. But then I went there, they're like, oh, and just so you know something might be happening. I was like, okay, whatever. And then quite near the show then, probably a few days before then, they were like, there's an award, you've won it, Queen's going to be there, you're going to get it.
0: How did that change things?
1: Uh, Probably for like the two, three hours I was told, it changed a lot. But then the reality of actually being back in the studio pattern pieces being everywhere, things that's not finished. And your attention definitely turns to, like, getting everything finished. And then we had, like, the stylists come in, all their teams. We had Jacob K that season. So then your mind is meeting all these new people and casting. So your mind does wander for a bit. And then until the actual day, I was like, oh, it's about to get quite real.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, no,
1: it was really good, I think.
0: How would you say it changed things afterwards, after you won the award?
1: Um... Mainly just, like, awareness. We were pretty legit, really quick. Yeah. Um, And it was more widespread who knew us. Um, It turns out we were on BBC News and things like that. My friends were in New York at the time, and they were sending me pictures of, like, the Fox building, like, the news that goes around the building. It was, like, my name. But things like that, I just thought it would never have that reach. I thought it'd be... When you see in the paper or like on Yahoo News or something where it's like the Queen visits school or opens new nursing wing, I didn't think it was going to be like that big of a deal. But the Royals have got a reach, and rightly so. But I just didn't think it would be at Fashion Week.
0: People are so obsessed with the Royals. It's yeah. Like with all the baby stuff recently, like they are just yeah. you know, so obsessed by everything that they do. So
1: literally everything. But um, yeah, and then like sales were really good and. Then it, there's like a it wasn't a pressure. I don't think there's pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I used to get really worked up about pressure and stuff like that, but not anymore. I just can't be bothered for it. But more, there's like a spotlight on us to see what we would do next season. Um, and each season now, I think the spotlight basically that drew the spotlights to us. Yeah. And now it's now on us to keep it there. And
0: you've managed to maintain it, to be fair.
1: Hopefully, but of course um, you have. But um. Yeah, so I think that allowed people to, like, to actually want to come to the shows. And...
0: Yeah, and then shortly after that, you dressed Amal Clooney for the Met Gala. Yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? So I did... heard that she came here. Like, I can't believe yeah, you she... got her to That's come the only to... reason why
1: that mirror is over to her. Peckham. which is... only comes out on special occasions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so we did lots of foil looks in that Queen show. Um, and that was like a textile development on my MA. Um and then Anna Winter came to that show, that famous picture of her and the Queen. So Anna obviously had Amal on like the, what do you call it? It's not the panel, it's like the thing at the Met. The board. Jenny knows. what Chair. is it? Chair. Yeah, <laughs> she's one of the chairs. She knew that answer. But, um, so she really wanted me to dress Amal, then Amal did come here. Yeah. yeah and she's like super friendly super nice yeah. she came with her mum for one of the fittings like was really relaxed and because she'd seen we'd sent images of our lookbooks, mm. and she'd seen one of the looks where it was like a trouser but a big jacket but it looked like it'd been taken off but she liked the idea of like a trouser skirt like hybrid so that's what we did.
0: <laughs> I mean, it looked very, very sick.
1: I was meant to go, but I didn't go.
0: Yeah, why didn't you go? Because you went this year, didn't you? But you yeah. didn't go last year. So what didn't changed?
1: Go um, they got me a ticket and I was meant to go with her and her husband. But um, it just wasn't my thing. I was yeah. like, at the time, I'd heard the Met Gala before, looked it on like, YouTube and stuff like that. And I just resigned myself to the fact like I don't want to go. It's not my thing. I'll send this in a box and that's it. Um, this year, (laughs) because I watched the actual red carpet on E! News last year, and I was like, oh, I get it. And she walked in first, and I was like, "All this press, and like, all these famous people go. And it's like, for a really good cause. And it's New York as well. So I was like, right, so then this year, I went. So but who- I actually had a ticket this year myself, so that was good.
0: So who did you dress this year?
1: We dressed just a few people. We dressed Lily Aldridge. Yeah. She was our main chick on the carpet. So she was great to work with. So that was the main reason that I was flying out there, because we had to sort of fit that dress. Um, and she was my date for the evening. And then we had...
0: That's quite some date.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's really good. And she's really funny. She knows everyone. It yeah. wasn't like... Uh, I was going into like a place where I didn't know anyone and it was going to be really intimidating because everyone there is basically like and rich or famous, but mm. um, super nice. And then we dressed uh, someone called MJ Rodriguez from Pose. And then we dressed um, uh,
0: Olivia, Firth.
1: Olivia Firth and who George. else did we dress? Then- oh, then we dressed Adela for the after party. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And me. Yeah. I saw. <laughs> Who did your
0: makeup? It was incredible.
1: Uh, so a representative from MAC in New York did it. Okay, cool. Sounds good. But um, yeah, it was really good. I just got in ready in Lily's room with her team, and Freya was there, and our team was there. Yeah. So it was actually quite like a fun, like night. I
0: yeah, of course. I feel like, did you ever really realise that that would be the case, and all these crazy things would happen? No. Like you're from a fairly Chill background right and yeah exactly and you're in the Met Gala with I mean you are just as important and successful as everyone there mm. but still with all these names that are like household names
1: yeah I think it's like all about context though yeah I, I find going into that environment because I'm so out of place it gets to the point where I actually don't care so when I'm speaking to people I'm not like hyped up or like worried to speak to them because obviously on my table then I'll sit next to Lily Collins, and then Anna Wintle's niece. But I just had a really great laugh of them. I think it was quite a good night. Yeah, like, all good. And I think I'm more... Because people that I know and I tell about these things, I usually tell them in a way where it's like, ha, 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 we're doing this stupid thing for this stupid event. But now it's more like, oh, that's actually a really good event, and you're, like, just spiting yourself not going. So you might as well go and experience it. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just saying yes to a lot more things Yeah. That usually I would say no to.
0: Saying yes is good.
1: Yeah, saying yes is good. Yeah. And good. you get to meet new people, and new opportunities. And that's how I ended up in Cannes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah. tell me about Cannes. What happened in Cannes? What were you up to?
1: So we were dressing Winnie Harlow yeah. for like, the AIDS Foundation Charity um, event. Um, but, again, that was another thing where I hadn't been. and um, Apparently it is nice, so... <laughs> yeah, I ended up going, and it's just, like, quite a good laugh, and, again, it was, like, in the context of, like, the super rich, I then have a level of not really caring, so it was end up being a really good night. Uh,
0: so what... When do you start working on your next collection?
1: Um, pretty much now, because all yeah. the um, production is out, it's being made at the moment, and then... That's the start of the next collection over there. (laughs) So for context,
0: we are looking at some...
1: Beige garments on odd odd hangers at the moment. um,
0: Have they just been, I don't know about technical terms, but like pattern cut?
1: Yes, they've been pattern cut. (laughs) I did
0: textiles once.
1: (laughs) These are like the um, things... Think these are like the dresses that are made from the first pattern. So okay, all made so like prototypes. Yeah, so we can check the yeah. fit and we can check all those different things as well.
0: Nice. So what's yeah. it? Can you give us any insight into what?
1: I want the next collection to be... Nice? I want the next section to be a bit more intense mm-hmm. in a different way because usually it's quite emotional. I'm trying to pull on those heartstrings.
0: Yeah, Freya Ridings was... Intense. incredible and intense but.
1: yeah because i usually look up loads of covers on youtube like rather than the original song she was singing a cover of james blunt i think
0: yeah
1: and then i basically got into her I was, like playing it at the studio like constantly and then we reached out no we reached out and then they just reached out so i phoned my pr gabby um gabby and i was like oh i really want this girl to perform at the next show and this is actually when i was in the showrooms last season she was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, they're in my inbox as well. They're trying to get stuff for you to dress her. I was like, perfect. So then it was one of these things where we just met. She was, like, down to do it. Mm. And I think we just got her at a great time because she's now... At her trajectory is, like... Yeah, she's so
0: blowing up, hasn't she? Yeah, so
1: I think we yeah. just got her at the right time where, one, she'd do it, and two, like, people where? don't know her I, as well.
0: Yeah. Do you, um, do you remember when Tom O'Dell did the Burberry show and no one knew yeah, who he exactly, was? Yeah. And then it's, like,
1: yeah. Household name, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So, but yeah, she's really great to work with. I think that's the running theme with everyone that we work with. We actually do get on with them and I mean, it's always like a nice project and like a good outcome. But, yeah. um no divas. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of one, but not yet. But um, no, the next show I just want to be way more intense, more in like a take your breath away, more than I'm crying, if you know what I mean.
0: Feel like it was pretty take your breath away esque, but
1: but quite it was more like emotional vibe. Whereas, I want it to be like so good you get emotional, rather than like someone singing a sad song.
0: I'm sure it would be great. What else have you have you got? Any other big events coming up? That, so anything like Cannes or the Met, or I mean, obviously not those ones they've been and gone. But yeah,
1: um, we dress people use it this time of year, and then more around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so no real events now. Now is like quite a good time where we're just working on the collection from now on.
0: So what is the the process of that? So you so you've got those, but how did you get to the shapes and then? So
1: it'll be like an overall kind of like theme and like vision for the show. Yeah. That like usually for me, this starts with the musical venue, and then the vibe of the clothes. If I want them to be like. I really want to do, like, super tight corsets and, like, really extreme proportions next season. Um, so that's kind of, like, the overriding yeah. threads through the cut of the clothes. And then textile then comes along. Um, we've been doing loads of embroidery recently, like, all these kind of, like, really intensely embroidered, like, shirts. And so who does gowns. that?
0: Do you... you no, don't...
1: we don't do that here. We no. Send that out. So I actually went to India uh, with Freya about five weeks before the last show
0: yeah
1: and we just went out there and just did it in the factories out there and then now we've kind of met them we've got a good dialogue they're actually quite good at getting that's usually the problem with getting stuff done in a different country it's quite hard to translate what you actually want in the style because it can look quite Indian what they do because obviously that's where it's done but um Like, for something like that, they would never do. They just weren't... They didn't understand why we'd want, like, such a heavy shirt. Yeah. It's like, no, it's more for the effect. So now they kind of get what we want. Or, like, the Winnie Harlow dress or the Lily Aldridge dress, it's, like, completely embroidered. Where when you're there or before you're there, they say they can, like, do bits of it in fabric and then this. In a way, it's like a clever way of doing it, but we're very much like, this is what you want. But now we've got that dialogue, it's easier. So they're all done in India. Usually uh, all the embroidered show pieces are done in India and then they're sewn here and then the rest is printed and made in our studio, basically. Amazing. But um, So, yeah, the textile come and the prints come as well and it all just, like, comes together. Comes
0: together and you have someone who styles the show, don't you? Yeah, and... so
1: first season we had Katie... No, we had Jacob K, and then we had Benjamin Kirchhoff and now I think we've found our perfect fit. Jacob was really great. Um, and then Katie is the one we've like... I think I clicked with her really well. I think she gets it, I think... She's got that edge that I really like. So, yeah. hopefully, that will continue. So, we've got Katie Grant now. I think it's quite cool. um,
0: important. Do you have, like, a five-year plan? <laughs> um, 5, 10, 15, 20? Or do you just want to just continue doing what you're doing and just make it bigger? I mean, I don't know how you'd possibly go bigger and better, but...
1: Always you can always I guess. I think just be happy. That's number one. I think I'm getting a bit better at being that. And then looking at houses at the moment, so moving out.
0: That's exciting. Are you yeah. still living at home? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I wish I could live at home. Uh Hey, Mum. Don't. I'm just going to the Met, but I'll see you. Basically, kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: um No, but also it's been quite easy to live at home, whereas now I think I'm at a position where, like, financially kind of and all that kind of crap, I can actually go and get somewhere. I think is worth moving out to yeah um and then i don't know be i'll be open to being like a creative somewhere we've been offered a few things but not the things that i wanted to do or i thought were a good idea but then i was advised not to do um which now in hindsight they're completely right oh, no. <laughs> uh, do you like an e-commerce so you've got like direct customers we have quite a lot of uh emails directly to us if something's sold out either on one of our online retailers or in stores so yeah. i think it would be nice to actually get direct sales as well because then you won't be selling wholesale as well yeah um but so yeah if, if
0: anyone figure. wants to buy your clothes where can they buy them
1: buy online they can get them at matches.com or netquarter um we're now going on to my Teresa sense um,
0: Loads of places. <laughs>
1: Lots of different places. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me.
1: time.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, goodbye.